This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being with us today. Welcome into Undisputed and an entirely packed show. I'm Jen Hale. This is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning. Well, just when I thought it was safe to say my Dallas Cowboys had another gimme this Sunday against the Bears, who are just the Lions in disguise, that happened last night in New England, and I think that Justin Fields just turned into Jalen Hurts. I think the Cowboys defense is a little better than the Patriots. I don't know about you, though. Really? I kept hearing that Belichick's vaunted defense, blah, blah, blah. They just gave up 243 yards rushing. Congratulations. He doesn't have the same level of players that he had when Brady was there. Oh, really? Oh, funny how that happened. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Seymour's in the Hall of Fame. Ty Law's in the Hall of Fame. The guy in the Hall of Fame was on that defense. Let's go, guys. (laughs) Let's jump right into this Monday night football matchup. Bill Belichick said he told both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi to be ready to play versus the Chicago Bears last night, as Skip was talking about. Jones got the start, but man, really quickly replaced by Zappi early in the second quarter after he threw an interception. Belichick said the interception did not have anything to do with the benching, though. Zappi led the team to two quick TDs to take the lead but followed it up with two interceptions, a 33-14 to loss for the Patriots. Shannon, do you believe Belichick planned to play both quarterbacks last night? And if so, do you like that plan? I don't like the plan, but I do believe he planned to play both quarterbacks, Skip. I think uh, Adam Schefter tweeted that you could possibly see both quarterbacks. I think Mike Reese, also uh, a beat writer for the uh, the New England Patriots, who is plugged into the Patriots as anyone, he tweeted, don't be surprised if you see both quarterbacks. I do believe Coach Belichick planned to play both quarterbacks, Skip, but he's creating a problem that he didn't need. Now you might probably, I believe you have a crisis with confidence with both quarterbacks. Skip, I'm not saying that. That Bailey Zappi, Bailey, yeah, Bailey Zappi did an unbelievable job filling in for Mac Jones when he was injured with a high ankle sprain. I believe that I believe Mac Jones probably rushed back because he saw the way Bailey Zappi was playing. But that uh, uh, Zappi hour didn't last very long. As mm. a matter of fact, they didn't even charge cover because they knew it wasn't going to end uh, mm. uh, go very long. Yep. And now it's time to return to the Mac. I think Mac Jones deserves to be the starter. Skip, they make it seem like Mac Jones was just a bum last year. Mm. He did go 10-7. and seven. He did take them to the playoffs. Mm. He threw 22 touchdowns. He did go to the Pro Bowl. Does that not matter, Coach Belichick? He went to the Pro Bowl by default, as you know. Everybody's going by okay. default. All right. So let's let's not pretend. But, Skip, look at his numbers in college. Bailey Zappi has not lost a fumble in each game he's played in New England. At, at uh, FCS Houston Christian University, he threw 39 picks in 37 games. Mm. So what is it? Normally, if you have Jameis Winston, what did Jameis do in college, Skip? Mm. He was a turnover machine, right? Yep. Okay. At, at Western Carolina, at Western Kentucky, he threw 11 interceptions in 14 games. The Patriots have the second most turnovers this season, 15. Coach Belichick said after the game that it wasn't based on performance than what it was. Mm. Because you didn't go back to Mac Jones? No, although he said the game got so out of hand it wouldn't have been fair to throw him back into that. It wasn't fair to Mac Jones that you took him out after he threw the one in the second Totally agree, so, thank you. So, so now all of a sudden you care about fair. I thought that's where they judged pigs and you rolled the Ferris wheel and ate cotton candy. That is correct. Is that the fair? Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Coach, Bel- Skip, Coach Belichick is about fair? Since when? Mm. When did this come about? Mm. I believe he's creating a problem. He's creating a beast he didn't need. He doesn't need. So now what do you do? You got two young quarterbacks. One's in his first year. The other's in his second year. And confidence is one of the most important things that a quarterback can have. got it. And if you zap it as the head coach, I don't know how I don't know how and when the guy can get it back. I so know. I disagree with this decision. Yeah. I disagree with how he's done. Now, Skip, you see, the thing is that, see, here's the thing with Coach Belichick. What has he done? He had the most important quarterback controversy ever, and he was right. Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Tom Brady comes in. Drew Bledsoe's healthy. Tom Brady stays in, and we know what happened. Yep. That's a once in a life. Somebody else might create that situation. You're never going to get that again, Coach Belichick, so stop trying. Mm. Stop trying to recreate the wheel that you created. It's not going to happen again. I disagree with this decision. I totally disagree with this decision. 
anybody who knows anything about the sport that you played would disagree with this decision because history would scream at Coach Belichick, and he does know football history because he wants to dominate it. He wants to pass Papa Bear George Hallis, and he thought that was going to happen last night, and it did not, so they remain tied in victories as he pursues Coach Shula's all-time Victory record. Yeah, once you get that record, Phil, ain't nobody catching that record. Okay, but what what do we all know? What what have you gone through during your days in Denver with, with two quarterbacks? Who, who was it? Uh, let's see. It was Tommy Maddox and Sean Moore. And Sean Moore. Okay, so if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. That is the oldest cliche in all of football at any level, down to high school or Pop Warner. Right. If you have two, you have none. Right. It's the hardest position to play in. Any sport, and to your point, it's all about faith in and confidence building in that quarterback. And what he did to Mac Jones last night was career-threatening. Yeah. It's just hard to come to bounce back. And I know my, Mac's a tough kid. With the, he's he's tough-minded. He, he did go get coached hard at Alabama. He, he got coached hard, and he had to fight his way through Jalen Hurts and fight his Tua. way through Tua. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got that. Here's the bottom line to what last night was. This was the classic case of Bill Belichick on the Monday night football stage saying, let, let me repolish my quote unquote totally genius. Agree. Let I me totally. reprove it. <laughs> let me show you I'm not the smartest man in, in just my room. I'm the smartest man in the yep. history of this league. I agree. I can get away with this because I'm Bill Belichick and you're not out there in football land. Yes. Watch what I pull off. I've got a plan in place. I'm going to go to Bailey Zappi because he might be Brady Zappi. I'm I'm starting to get the feel that my fourth-round pick just might be the answer to my salvation question here in New England post-Tom Brady. You questioned Mac Jones' arm strength. Bailey Zappi is two-tenths lower than Mac Jones' arm strength. Okay, there was a reason he was a fourth-round pick. Just, again, how the NFL swung and missed on Tom Brady or Joe Montana in the third round, I'll never know. They do swing and miss. Yeah. But Tom Brady is six feet, four inches tall. Correct. And Tom has what I would call an above-average arm Correct. with extraordinary accuracy. And right. you could see it at Michigan. You could see it in the bowl game he got to play against Alabama in the Orange Bowl, which right. I watched from start to finish. I said, man, that kid's pretty good. Yes. And yet he wasn't allowed by Lloyd Carr to win the job at Michigan. Don't get me started. <laughs> but the point is, Bailey, quote, Brady Zappi is six feet tall. How many passes got batted? You think Baker Mayfield had a problem in Carolina? I I don't know. It just seemed like every other pass was getting batted at the line of scrimmage. One got batted and picked, and then he threw almost what was a pick six, but Tyquan Thornton ran him down. Yeah, it was six-foot-tall skip with a below-average arm. And I think the thing was with Joe Skip, Joe size. Joe was 6'2". He didn't have the strongest arm, but he went into a system that didn't require the arm talent, the West Coast system. Let me get the ball in the guy's hand. Okay, Jerry. Okay, John Taylor. You guys go make it happen. And we know what this system has done. It's flourished. Okay. I'm sorry. I am not buying that, that Bill Belichick had a plan in place to play both quarterbacks. You cannot tell me that if Mac Jones hadn't taken the ball the first two times he had it and gone down and scored touchdowns and it was 14 to nothing, he's not going to go to Bailey Brady Zappi, right? <laughs> he's not going to do it. How, how can he, he? He would look like an even bigger fool than he looked last night. Yes. The, the, the point is that he saw the opening because he went three and out, three and out, interception. Right. And he said, I'm going to the kid because the kid's got some magic about him. It's going to be zappy hour, and I'm going to get him all excited. And as Dan Shaughnessy wrote in the Boston Globe in this morning's paper, he he, he compared it to, he said, Gillette was rocking to its foundation. And here came Bailey Zappi taking the Patriots from 10 to nothing down to a 14 to 10 lead. The golly G kid completed four, four passes for 97 yards, 30 yard touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers, 43 yard bomb to Devonte Parker. And he made reference to, it felt like, wait a second. Is it another Tom Brady coming out of nowhere? Well, that second lasted about a second because right. then he started to get exposed. Right. And bad went to worse. And they suffered one of the most ignominious defeats that they've ever suffered on Monday Night Football, this side of that debacle in Kansas City in 2014 when Brady then they rebounded to go beat the Seattle Bowl. in the Super Bowl. But, but this, felt, this felt even worse because 
as I just mentioned, that, that, that they allowed the Bears to run for 243 yards. And Mac Jones didn't look very good, and Bailey Zappi looked worse. Right. And all of a sudden, you have two quarterbacks, and it feels like you yeah, have no. none because you've damaged the confidence. You, you've damaged the 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 sort of the longevity factor of Mac Jones because you had committed to him you right. you, you took him in the draft he fell down to right. you but you still took him fairly high in the first right. round yeah. and they did go to the playoffs albeit at Buffalo and they lost forty seven to fourteen but they did go ten and seven and I thought well do, do you believe in him or not then we heard all the speculation all the the leaking stories about that the humble kid from Alabama had turned into an uncoachable diva. Right. We, we read all those stories. I don't know what's going on behind right. closed doors, but it felt like, it sounded like Belichick was starting to sour a little bit on Mac Jones. It was reported that they wanted him to have the tightrope surgery for the high ankle sprain. He got a second opinion, decided yep. against it. And Skip, I think any quarterback would be, hold on, wait a minute. I'm in my second year. This is an important year for me to make sure I don't have a sophomore slump. And you get me two guys that's never called plays on the offensive side? Who the hell are these guys? I think any quarterback that's worth anything would have the very same questions that Mac Jones had. Who the hell is Matt Patricia? Who the hell is Joe Judge to call plays? They've never called plays from an offensive standpoint before. They've never been on the offensive side of the ball. And so now this Joe is, Judge was a special teams coach, and obviously Matt Patricia was always defensive coordinator. Right, right. and so – I, I have no idea. That is lunacy. That's Belichick trying to say, watch me. I can do it this way. I still believe that somehow surreptitiously that Belichick He's is calling, calling the plays. <laughs> I, I don't really know. His son is calling the defensive signals, and that did not work out last night because Justin Fields made some plays on them. I, I was as shocked by that turnaround as I think I've ever been, especially on a big stage game where it felt like, it was zappy hour, and then all of a sudden I look up, and it's 33-14 to 14 right. Chicago Bears. Well, they did a little something, Skip, and what we talked about last week. Do what they did in college. Get some design runs. What did they do? Had design run. They got into a stack formation, blocked down, pulled a tackle around, and here comes Justin Fields with the football. Hey, he just, there he, he goes with the football. He, he just run like student body left, and, and he would go just loop around the end and run. And then he, on – and on third down, Skip, I don't know what the hell New England was thinking. No. You think if you run past this guy, he's not going to jump out the window? Yeah. The guy is 4-4. And guess what? How many times did he pick up a first down with his legs, Skip? Oh, and I'm not talking about no third and three. I'm talking about third and 11, third and 15. Yep. I mean, look at what they were on third down. You go 60% on third down and you have that many third down conversions? Yeah. What were they, like 11 of 18? Skip, 11 of 18? That's a lot of third, that's a lot of third downs. And you pick up 11 of them? Yeah, you're going to get beat. And you, they can't look at how long, how long they had the ball. 37 minutes to your 22. 37 to 22? Are you kidding me? And, and you commit four turnovers to their one on Monday night football? Mm -hmm. So I look back at, okay, you shut out the Lions when they were riding fairly high yeah. on offense. Yeah. And then you beat the Cleveland Browns, and that's looking like less and less of a victory. So those were your two. Right. And all of a sudden, you get exposed at home on Monday night yeah. football, and you're three and four. And Belichick said after the game, he thought playing the quarterbacks the way he did was the best thing to do based on the situation. What's well, the, the situation is you're three and four. Right. So I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And by the way, as, as Shaughnessy said in his piece, it, it, this preposterous insistence after the game that he was planning to play two quarterbacks regardless of their performance, I, I'm sorry. If you believe that, you believe that Coach Belichick's a genius and I don't. I, I agree with you, Skip. I believe he went into the game saying that if something happened, maybe he predicted this would happen and he would have to go to Bailey Zappi. But I agree with you. I agree with Don Shaughnessy. I do not believe that if, if Mac Jones doesn't throw that interception that Bailey Zappi is coming into that game. And like you said, once the game got out of hand, so if that's the case, why not go back to, uh, why not go back to Mac Jones before the game got out of hand? I get it. Once the game gets to, what, 30 to not, thirty to uh, 14, mm -hmm. okay, the game's ball intents and purposes is over. Because, remember, Chicago scored 23 unanswered on Belichick at so, Foxborough? Skip, if that's the question, when, when Bailey Zappi threw that interception, why didn't you pull him? <laughs> well, there are about multi, there, there are five times you could have pulled him. And, and, After and, a while, I kind of wish they would pull him for his own sake. And, 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 the, and the fumble with Jacoby Myers. I mean, they, you 
So, I mean, so there are opportunities. Like I said, there, there's something probably going on a little more. You know how it is, Skip. Coach Belichick doesn't like anybody to challenge his authority. And when the guy said, no, I'm not having the surgery after they recommended it, no, I want to go get a second opinion because I have friends that play for them. Coach Belichick does not – don't ask me any questions about this defense. I'm putting you here, and this is what it's going to be. And if you question – like, you, you question me like, you, you, who? Do you not know who I am? Do you know I coached LT? I won two Super Bowls as a D coordinator. I won six as a head coach. And you ask me a question about why we're running this defense in this situation? Yep. How dare you? How dare Mac you? Mac Jones, how, how dare you second guess me that I don't know I'm not a doctor and I think you should have the surgery? The man wanted a second opinion. You're not, the surgery is not going to be performed on you, Coach Belichick. It's being performed on him. All right. So this is where you and I have always parted ways. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Everything that Belichick does now is in response to Tom Brady going down during a pandemic to Tampa Bay and turning the sucking ears into a Super Bowl champion. Okay. It, it's hard to fight back against that because now your reputation's on the line. Was it all him or was it mostly you? We go back and forth. You, you give Belichick 75% of the credit. I give Brady at least 75% okay. of the credit. So what do we know so far? Yep, Brady went down there and won a championship. And in Brady's second go-around, they did win a playoff game against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and they did score 24 unanswered points against the soon-to-be champion Los Angeles Rams and brought it all the way back to, what was it, 27-all tie. This was at home in Tampa in a playoff game. Right. Before a defensive breakdown on a blown blitz call, gave Cooper Cup a, a wide-open run straight down the middle of the field for the easiest catch you'll ever see in a playoff game, though Mike Evans might have dropped it. But <laughs> the point is, he caught it, and it set up an easy walk-off chip shot field goal. Okay, so that's what Brady has accomplished. This year, not so much. Right. Three and four, uh, that means both teams are now three and four. New England and Tampa, both three well, and four. Right now, Skip, Brady's in the lead. Okay. Brady got there. He does have that Lombardi. All right. He's got the Lombardi. So what has Belichick done post-Brady in New England? Well, after last night's debacle of a loss, he's 20-20 and 20 in the regular season. They did go 10-7, and 7, as we pointed out last year, but, but the playoff loss was, it was another debacle because <laughs> they, they lost 47-17 okay, to 17 17. Okay. at Buffalo. Yeah. No real shame there, but still, 47-17, to right. 17, that's a Belichick coach defense. Okay, so now let's look back at what happened when Bill first got into the head coaching realm. He had a losing record for four out of the five seasons he coached the Cleveland Browns. Right. Four out of five. And his total regular season record coaching the Browns was 36 and 44. 36 and 44. So he was eight games under 500 as the head coach of the Browns and got fired. Yes. And he goes to Foxborough. Mr. Kraft says, I want you. Still had a good reputation off being the defensive coordinator, obviously under Parcells. Right. First year, they go in Foxborough 5 and 11. And I know one of the assistants very well on that staff. And he was ready to put his house up for sale because they quickly fell to 0 and 2 okay. in Belichick's second year in New England. Right. So, so that means overall, before somebody fell out of heaven into their laps right. from the sixth round, Bill Belichick's coaching record when Brady finally took over in the third game of that mm -hmm. 2001 season, yep. it was 41 and 57. Think about that. So Bill Belichick was 41 and 57 in the regular season before Tom Brady happened. And then the rest is dynastic history from Correct. that point on. Right. And they win six Super Bowls. But they lose two of them out of nine that they played in. And the two they lost, remember, it took Eli after Brady drove his team for the touchdown. Three. Uh, uh, three. They, they lost three, but the, I'm, I'm doing the oh, two. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the two of the three that they lost. The first, I'm just putting this in perspective, was the first Eli Super Bowl. And remember, Brady drove them down 80 yards for a touchdown to Randy Moss, so they're up 14 to 10 with two minutes to go in the game. Correct. And Belichick's defense allows Eli Manning to go 83 yards in 12 plays, including the 13-yard pass with, with only 35 seconds left to Plexico mm -hmm. that won the game 17-14. to 14. Okay, there are lots of things that happened in that 83-yard drive. We got Asante, missed time in the jump a little bit, and maybe should have come down with the interception. Yes. I thought he should have caught it. Yeah. And then we got the helmet catch, right? 
And so a lot of things had to happen. Yeah, Eli sacked. Okay, and he like well that on that play he he sacked yeah. he he escapes like four sacks on that play <laughs> a guy who's not very mobile I don't know how he did it he throws it down and Tyree sticks it against his face mask I've never seen anything like it before but it took that and yet it happened right. he gave up an 83 yard drive to lose the Super Bowl 17 to 14 then of course we get to the next debacle which is the Philly Super Bowl. They lose 41 to 33 because Belichick's defense gives up 41 points while Tom Brady is putting up 33 and throwing for an all-time playoff record 505 yards this in the Super Bowl. Correct. Okay, so your defense fails you. Belichick's defense fails you twice in two of the three games that you lost. So what I'm saying is his overall look at his overall record with without Tom Brady, he's 61 and 77 as a head coach. Right. Well, that's not great. That's not Hall of Fame genius coach, right? <laughs> right. So how much is Brady? I still believe he's at least 75% of the credit. Well, I, I think the thing is, Skip, the reason why I give him so much credit because he has to get all the pieces. Now, I understand that he, has, he wasn't great uh, um, in Cleveland when he was still responsible. He was doing all the grocery shopping. He was doing all the cooking because that's what Parcells instructed him to do, and that was his mentor. If, you're gonna, if they want you to cook, they at least let you do the shopping. So he did all that. Um, but all the pieces that he seemed to got all the pieces that was necessary in order for Tom Brady to thrive. Uh, so yeah, there is the competition. Nobody, uh, Tom would probably say, yeah, I'm competing against him because I believe I deserve more credit than what he wanted to give me for coach Belichick. Like, no, there's no competition. I coached the new England Patriots. He played for Tampa, but we got to give somebody the credit. Somebody got to get the lion's share. And it, it happened with Coach Walsh and Joe Montana. And when Coach Walsh stepped aside and the other coach filled in, Skip, it's like, okay, well, there you go. It was all Joe because Joe went and got another one without him. Now, even though that was basically the same team, and they were loaded. I, when I say they were loaded, they were loaded. Uh, uh, they beat the brakes off the Broncos, 55-10. That game was never close. Never close. So Agreed. right now, uh, uh, unfortunately, Coach Belichick, as much as I want to say yeah, you're responsible for it, Tom is in the lead. He's in the lead. And remember, Tom, to sum this up, in Tampa without Belichick, as dire as it is as we speak. Yeah, he has a winning record. <laughs> he's still 27 and 13, and he's still 5 and 1 in his postseason games with the Buccaneers. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and Bill tried and gentlemen, to. Gentlemen, this change quarterback it, but it controversy is alive and well in New England. Belichick declined to name a starter going forward last night post game. So we'll just have to see who gets the start this Sunday when the Patriots travel to see the New York Jets. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. Ben Simmons fouled out late in the fourth quarter of the Nets 134 to 124 loss to the Grizzlies last night. Simmons disagreeing with the call post game saying, quote, it's not a foul. That was BS. It's frustrating because it's late game. You're in the fourth quarter. It's a physical close game. It's the NBA. It's not college, not high school. Hmm, strong words. All right, Shannon, was this a bad call? And how much did it end up impacting the game's outcome? Skip, you got five fouls. 
Don't, 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 don't even put it especially out for the official to see you. It's just you and him. You've got five fouls. Why would you even put yourself in that situation? But I want to know this, Skip. I mean, even if let's just say for the sake of argument, okay, Ben, you're right. Ja already had 35 at that point. Now, I need to know who was guarding Ja Morant and who was guarding Desmond Bain. Because both of them went for 38. Now, you told me with Royce, the addition of Royce O'Neal and Ben Simmons, this was going to be a much better basketball team on I the did. defensive end. Yep. And I can't tell. Mm. Skip, of 126 qualified players, Ben Simmons has the second worst defensive rating at 129.3. Guess who has the worst defensive rating in the NBA? He happens to be a teammate of Ben Simmons. One, Kevin Durant. So you got two of the worst defenders on one team, and you wonder why they get two guys to go for 38 apiece. Mm. Skip, I told you this. Ben Simmons on the offensive end, you play four on five. Because this is what he's giving you right now. The man now, he's fouled out two of the three games that he played. Yep. Ben Simmons in three games is averaging less than six points a game. He has 17 points in three games and 14 fouls. How's that, 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 that good for you? But, you? but you don't want him to shoot. I told Ben he don't have to shoot. You can't win a championship with Ben Simmons on your team because he's a liability on the offensive end. And at least, Skip, when he was a liability on the offensive end, what could he do? He could lock down one of the best players on the opposing team. Now he can't even do that. Well, so if he can't lock down a defender, he can't lock it down defensively. You already know he's going to give you next to nothing. On the offensive end, I don't really know the, the, the good that he can do you. You know, my grandfather used to have a said, tell me and my brother. He said, boys, anything is better than nothing. But you two fellas real close to nothing. Ben Simmons, anything is better than nothing, but right now you're real close to nothing. Mm. Skip, they're playing four on five. It's really simple. It's really as simple as that. I mean, it was a great game last night. I was, you know, flipping back and forth. It's not very often you're gonna see four players go for 30, uh, uh, 35 or more points in the same game. And when uh, my researcher Ash, she's like, "This is the first time that that's happened." Since 1983, I said, I think it was that game, the Pistons and the Nuggets, mm-hmm. the triple overtime game, the highest scoring game in NBA history. I think the final score was 183. Okay, but that was triple overtime. Tri- this was no overtime. Right. Unless you know, hey, well, nobody played no defense there. Because <laughs> at least you got, we, we can make a case. Man, that's 15 extra minutes. This was a regulation game, and you get two guys, I mean, th- uh, four guys going over 35. And look at the percentage in which they shot. It wasn't like Skip, somebody was, you know, shot 30% or 40%. Look at no. that. KD was 14 or 40. I mean, 14 20. to 20. Yep. Kyrie was 14 to 24. De- Jabba Red was 12 to 22. Desmond Bain was 14 to 21. 8 of 11 from three. 8 of 11? But ain't nobody playing no defense. Because one team shot 54% from the field, the Nets. The other team shot 50% from the field and 47% from the three. All right. Before I address Ben Simmons, allow me to go big picture, <laughs> then small picture. To your point, I had this game opposite the Monday night football game, and I couldn't take my eyes off it. This was a rare pleasure. Yes. Because this is offensive firepower, the likes of which we've rarely seen. Right. This was two established superstars for the Nets, obviously, playing like superstars. And this was a rising superstar in jaw for Memphis, and this is – a Desmond Bain who just gets better by the dribble, and, and he's turning into a star right before your very eyes because he was the ultimate difference in this game. Yeah. Although, to your point, you could also argue that Ben Simmons was the difference in this game or the lack of <laughs> Ben Simmons. Okay, now, so what happens? I'm watching the post game on the Nets channel, right? and they go back to SNY and the, whatever it is, the, their local carrier. And they played the whole Ben Simmons inter- post-game interview live. So I'm watching it, and I'm spellbound by it because I couldn't believe he was sitting at the interview table in front of the media to start with. And all he wants to talk about is how he got screwed on the last the, the sixth foul call. So they go back and forth, and he first says, I'm not going to get fined, and then he just spills all over the referee. Referees have bad nights too, right. and it was a BS call. Well, it, it's <laughs> – Number one, it's BS that you're even bringing it up. You lost, and <laughs> it was a sixth foul call, and I get this. And by the way, Steve Nash, if we're seeing it, he goes crazier on this call than I've ever seen him go, which was actually a good sign because most of the time he just stands over there like he's Mike McCarthy or somebody. You know, he, he doesn't do anything. But he goes berserk over it, and then Jaw said 
that, that he just wanted to get even by baiting Simmons into the six-valve call for a play that Ben pulled on him two years ago when he was a rookie yep. where he, it was the old Pat Bev versus Russ right. play where you're, you're looking to your coach to call timeout, and he just snakes the ball away from you and goes down he and dumps it. it. And Josh said, okay, I got him back because I'm baiting, I'm baiting, I'm baiting all the way up the floor. Are you going to come? Are you going to come? Are you going right. to challenge me? Ben should have just jumped on him at half court because the shot clock hasn't started, started yet. Until so Yeah. And once he touches the ball, then Ben jumps, and, and Josh says, oh, I got this, and he, he makes a move, and then Ben bodies him. And it, and then Josh merely points. Yeah. You got to go. Leave. You got to go. <laughs> You're out. Okay. I'm with you on this. I saw one flash in one preseason game when Ben Simmons looked like Ben Simmons. Since then, he's reverted to looking like a guy who suffered amnesia where he forgot completely that he ever played basketball, and he's trying to relearn how to even play it at all, like at the rudimentary level. Right. He, he's just trying to figure out, how does the, what are the rules here? Right. I, I don't see any passion. I don't see any urgency. I don't see any intensity. I see him just drifting through the game. He did have eight assists last night, which is fine, but he had five turnovers, and, and he gave you, as you said, next to nothing Scale anywhere seven, else. Eight and three? Yeah, it, it's just not good enough when you're playing 28 minutes for a team that's pretty good and is depending on you at least to improve them on the defensive end. He would take Jaw most of the time he had Jaw, and Jaw was just toying with him. Jaw just go just right blow, blow right he, by he, him. Skip, he's okay. better. Look. Trey doesn't have the quickness he does as, not. As, as Ja. Nope. Ja and Ja's just not trying. It, although he skipped, he he's improved every year from the three. He was he four has. six last night. He was good. But Ja's getting to the rim. You got you got hell on your hands trying to stay in front of this little guy and keep him from getting to the rim because he's ex, as he's a a a, a Derrick Rose, a Russ as far as explosiveness and Iverson. Iverson, he's but he has the quickness. He does. Like I that that when he cross you over. And then his left hand, he gonna extend and get and get to the he's gonna get to the rim and he can finish. He can okay. finish above you. To my eye, his ability to explosively leap is unparalleled. He, he, cra- uh, he got it, crazy hot. It's just something I'm talking about power leaping, where he's going up at his what what do we give? Is he six two or six they list him at six three. Yeah. I don't know what six two ish maybe. Yeah. He's going up with explosive power where he's Power slam. He dunked one last night on the break on a Tyus pass. Left like hand. A lob, and he left hand dunked it and, and hit himself on top. of the, the ball went through so hard it hit himself on the top of the head. Well, it's, it's a power slam. And, again, Iverson didn't have that kind of power at the rim. No, 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 no. And, Iverson wasn't really dunking like that. No. But, he, I mean, Iverson was crossing you over. He could get sure. to the rim. No, no, I, but I those other that. two guys, Rose and, 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 and Russ, could finish above the rim. That yeah. wasn't Iverson's game. This kid can finish above the rim, Skip, and he's turned himself into a better shooter than those guys. All right. So here's what happened. In, in the third quarter of this game, KD just goes off, as KD is capable of doing. And he goes 7 of 8 in the third quarter for 17 points. That, that's pretty good, right? Well, guess who on the other side? Desmond Bain goes for 19 on 7 of 9. Okay, so that counteracts from the three. Okay, then let's look at the fourth quarter, shall we? Look what Kyrie does in the fourth quarter. He scores 21 points. There aren't many humans alive who yeah. can score 21 in a fourth quarter. 21 seven on of 7 of 9 and made both his two, two threes. Uh, guess who on the other side? Well, Desmond Baines contributing 13. So, so look what Desmond Bain does in the second half. He scores 32, 32. points. Well, it's hard to yeah, you, if your second guy is going to get 32 to in the just in the second half. Right, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Okay. So, can anybody? Can Royce O'Neal? Nobody could guard him. And listen, Desmond Bain is getting to where from three, he just shoots it like a free throw. It's, it's like a set shot. It's it's like feet on the floor. He just strokes it. And it just it just goes in. So. If, if we could see, we're seeing some Desmond Bain here now. Wow. Okay, so the, the pivotal point of the game is it's still a six-point game, and Kevin Durant goes down. It's with 329 left. Again, six-point game, and, and he just bowls. I forget who's in his way, but he just gets a terrible offensive foul. He just knocks over. I think it's Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks. It? Yeah, it's Dylan Brooks. Just knocks him over, just, just drives right through him. And there's a little bit of flopping, but not, not that much. Okay. No, no, Kevin, you fouled him. Yeah. And, and that basically ended the game because if we could see how Desmond Bain then came down and drove last nails in the coffin, whew, that's an offensive foul. So here's Desmond Bain, 322 left. 
He comes down and just strokes a three to put them up nine. And then he just says, well, I, I got this. And if you've added that to your repertoire, because yeah. he's not just a catch-and-shoot guy, he goes in with his left hand and just goes hard off the glass. And but, he's, but, Skip, he's not built like a, a basketball player. He's built like a football player. You look at his upper body, he got yeah. caps on his shoulder. You're no, like, bro, how you shoot the ball and you built it. like that? I, I used to watch him at TCU, and I didn't see this, no. man, because this is, this is spectacular turned, stuff. He, they turned themselves into a very good – but, Skip, Jaws just on a – Jaws started this season out on another level. I mean, I thought he could be good, and I thought he would long-term. The only thing that scares me, Skip – He's so high up in the air, and he spends so much time on the floor. Totally agree. That's the only thing yeah, that can – Every time he goes up, I'm just <laughs> wincing. Because, I mean, he is, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he's my early season – uh, if you had an MVP vote for the first three, four games of the season. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay, but the problem is, remember last year, he suffered and suffered. His knees just get – they just get battered. And so he's got all kinds of arthritic issues just because they're pounded and pounded yes. and pounded because he's going too high for his ability to withstand coming down on hardwood floor. Well, he just – and he's not – it's not like he skipped. He's 200 pounds. I mean, what do you think, John Wade? 175? It doesn't look like much more than that. Maybe 180. I don't, I don't know. It's in that ball. I, I still can't figure out exactly how tall he is. Yeah. Again, 6'2"-ish? Yeah, I would say 6'2"-ish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's put together, though. I mean, he's, he's stout. Skip, they did a number on Ben Simmons and Royce O'Neal. They did. They did. They did a number. I mean, those are those, those supposed to be your defensive guys, Skip. That's who you added to shore up that end of the floor. And, unfortunately, they just gave up 134 at Memphis. In regulation. In regulation. But, that, but Skip, that's how they were going to win games anyway. Remember, even when they had Harden, their whole thing was to outscore you. But just for perspective, the guy with the fifth-best defensive rating in the NBA, oh, go. <clears throat> Really? Huh. Yet he ranks 142nd out of 152 three-point shooters. That kind of cancels that out. Hey, boy, you want to bet he won't finish that low? Huh. Finish. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be in the 80 percentile when it's all said and done. He about, to, he about to catch five tonight. Huh. What, what do you mean 80 percentile? You said, he you won, he'll you said, be in the, you said he's 152. He's going to move up 70 spots. That's 70 spots. 70. Well, I think we have a bet that he's going to outshoot Kevin Durant from three. So I'm I'm kind of liking my sh- my chance. But Kevin Durant was one of three last yeah. night, wasn't he? Yeah, LeBron is seven <laughs> for twenty. He was minus ten. Huh? Yep. Yeah, but Kevin made seven out of eight shots in the third. They quarter. lost. Yeah, and one of thirty-seven don't mean nothing. <sighs> Cheap points, garbage points. Get them in my book time. Yeah, but that duo, that's as dynamic as you can get, at least on one end of the floor. Well, the bad guys keep beating that dynamic that duo. That is true. They better so, go back to the Hall of the Justice and get some more some long to help season, them. and you got a lot more missed threes from LeBron James. <laughs> you a hater. <laughs> no, I'm a true guys, tell. You a hater. <laughs> John Morant is at least listed at six foot three, yeah. 174 pounds. All right, up next, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Can they pull off a win skip versus Lamar and the Ravens on Never. Thursday Night Football? Mm-mm. You don't want to miss this discussion. That's next on Undisputed. No. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. 
Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, now three and four after coming off a 21-3 loss against the Panthers. However, the quarterback says he is still loving the game on the Let's Go podcast yesterday. Brady says his team will need to dig deep when it's time to take the field again. Whew, and it's a big one coming up. The Bucks hosting Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this Thursday. It's quite the challenge for Tampa Bay. Shannon, what do you expect from Brady and the Bucks against the Ravens come Thursday? Well, Tom, I would just like to add this. You can still um, love doing something but not have fun while you're doing it. And I don't know if he's having fun. Tom Brady did not come back to be marred in a slump like this, playing like he's playing, team looking like he's looking. Tampa's just not good right now. I am surprised, Skip, that Baltimore is favored, considering they've had leads in a lot of games, and maybe that's what the betters are looking at. Like, hold on, they had a 21-point lead, had a 17-point lead, a double-digit lead, had a double-digit lead Sunday. They were able to hold on to that, although uh, Cleveland has come back and made it a ball game. What's concerning to me is that you can't run the football and teams are running the football on you. You're not pressuring the quarterback like you once could. Skip, you remember the first two years that Brady was there with JPP and Shaq Barrett and Dominican Sue. They could get Vita Vea. They could get after your quarterback and don't even think about running. Team would, team would like, forget running. That's just, all that is is a wasted down. We're not going to get anything because we're not going to move Sue. We're not going to move Vita Vea out of there. So we don't even waste our time hitting our head against the wall trying to run the football. Now, Teams just turn around and hand the ball off. It's like, okay, go get five. Go get six. I mean, we saw, and, and that's, that's, that seems to be their problem. When you can't pressure unless you blitz and then you can't stop the run, you ask him, that's a recipe to get beat because, Skip, you give Tom, you, you, you're asking Tom to do too much on the offensive side. For whatever reason, you can't run the football. I don't know if that's by design or you just don't have the guys to get the job done, but Tom is throwing the ball. You can't throw the ball 70% of the time. Nope. And, and as great as Tom is, you, you're subjecting him to too many hits. And then the pressure starts to get there and that because the pressure has gotten to him early. Even when he has time, he's seeing things that are not there and he's short-arming the ball. But I'm, I'm surprised, Skip, that Tampa – I'm surprised Tampa is, 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 doesn't have a better record than what they have. But I'm also surprised that Baltimore is, 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 a, is a favorite. On the road, I, I'm shocked by that. I, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled. That tells me that, that, that Vegas is, is right now, they're really down on Tampa. They're really down on your team. Look, it's possible that Tom Brady at 25 would not be able to overcome what they're up against right now because he doesn't have any deep speed whatsoever. I thought it was going to be Julio. I don't know what happened, but you called it first. You can't trust him to be healthy short or long term. Yeah. He just – I saw one flash at Dallas, 48 yards, and I thought, there we go. I mean, that was it. Skip, but, but, I mean, what, what you got all I can base it on is that he had prob problems staying healthy as a young man. As he get as you, we get older, we saw the last. He missed the last half Atlanta. He did. He missed a large a chunk of time in Tennessee. So I can't expect the man to be 33 and all of a sudden say, you know what, he gonna give me 16. Okay. There was a reason he went after Antonio Brown, and then there was a reason Antonio blew himself up predictably at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. So there's no A B. He, he tried to make Scotty Miller his, sort of his Edelman Amendola. He doesn't have that little guy who can line up in the slot. No, no, you no, can no. trust. It's five yards, six yards. Edelman just option routes you to death. Right. You know, uh, he'll go here, he'll go there. Tom Scotty, just, Scotty Miller got too much speed for okay, that skill. He's got too much speed. Okay, so that, that's been a bust. Then you, you don't have Gronk. I'm still hoping that Gronk will ride to the rescue here. But you don't have Gronk. But you don't even have Cameron Brait now because he has got a neck injury. Yeah. And it sounds like it, it's going to last a while, if not for a long time. Right. And then it, to, to your point, well, Chris Godwin, he's, he's coming off a major ACL. And I thought they rushed him back. And they tried to rush him back in, on opening night. And he had a little flash. And then he was gone again. He doesn't have the separation burst he used to on all of his mid-range routes. Right. So all of a sudden, I, I don't see any separation. He, he's being closely guarded, and Tom's not being able to get to force the ball into him. And then it's Mike Evans or Buss. Listen, Mike Evans gets doubled every single play. Right. And Tom looks over there, and his instincts are you can't throw it to him when there are two people hanging right. over him. And then it's, after a while, you say, well, I, it's all I got, right. right? Because we can't run the ball. You saw what happened on third and one and fourth and one with playoff Lenny. And now we can't stop the run, so we can't get the ball back. 
So it's a recipe for disaster. And then furthermore, Tom's got two young offensive linemen, one of whom got yanked from the game a couple of times in Gedeke and then a brand new center. And you're you're replacing two guys. One One's a pro bowler and one Ryan Jensen. Well, they're both pro bowlers. Pro bowler. Okay, so, uh, so, so it's not the same. It, it's not it, – it, it hurts the run game and it hurts the protection mm-hmm. some where Tom feels like he's just got to get rid of it way even before the clock in his head goes off. But, Skip, I think the biggest thing that's hurting the Buccaneers is expectations. This, was, this team was supposed to be – because even – I think if they had just lost two games, people were like, well, what's going on with Tom? The expectations were so high given how well Tom played last year. And you said, you know, look, they had an opportunity. If they could have got the ball back, you felt very confident that Tom was going to win this game in overtime. The expectations. The Rams playoff game. Right. Yeah. The expectations are so high for this team. But, Skip, when you look at this team, I'm not so sure. And the only reason they have expectations is because of 12. That is true. If any other quarterback was on this team, there's Heck no possible. And all I'm talking about, everybody is still there with the exception of that quarterback. That just goes to show you. And because he's not playing as well as we thought he would play, you get three and four. I got it. I'll pile on further just to, to show you what, what a mountain they're up against when the Ravens come calling. I'm going to remind you that since Tom has been a Buccaneer, he's only six and five in night games, which are always big stage, solo stage man, games. Man, we get all week and sleepy, man. I'll be Maybe trying to get this out of clock. Do you remember what happened his first year with the sucking ears? Do you remember? The Saints, right? Okay, well, let's start with the Thursday night game at Chicago. Remember what you ridiculed right. yeah, yeah. for? <laughs> yeah. I thought he got concussed, but he, he thought they had an extra down, and he right. didn't, and they lost 20-19 to 19 to Nick Foles and the Bears. Remember Correct. that? Yes. Then remember what happened when New Orleans visited yep. Tampa? Sunday night. Sunday night game, they lost 38-3, to 3, and you'd have to rank it. Tom had a QBR of four on a scale of 0 to 100. He threw three picks and no touchdowns. It was you, – you want to talk about a disaster on Sunday night right. football? That was it. And then here came the Rams to Tampa on – was that a Thursday night? No, it might have been a Sunday night. It, it might have been a Monday night, Skip. Monday. I'm, I'm, I can't remember. Anyway, the Rams went down there Jared with Goff. Jared Goff and beat him 27-24. Yeah. to 24. Mm-hmm. Tom was okay in the game, but, but Jared Goff outplayed him, out QBR'd him. And then end of last year, remember – New Orleans goes in there and beats them on Sunday night, Sunday night. nine to nothing. Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady got shut out by the Saints on a Sunday night game. And then I'm going to remind you this year at home on Sunday night again, it was the, they lost to the Chiefs 41 to 31, yeah. right? Okay, so the, I just gave you five losses right there that, that were pretty disastrous big stage losses. Right. For Tom Brady. So here comes a Thursday night game, and it's a short week coming off two, two nightmare defeats. Right. And I, I'm going to take Brady to task on this one. I, I still say that the turning point for this year's Buccaneers was when he chose not to fly with the team to Pittsburgh, and he went up for a Friday night to, to go to Bob Kraft's different wedding place, party. Skip, Skip okay? you know, Skip, you know this man. Football is everything. And he's and he put he's extended himself and put a lot of things at risk to come back and play this year. Tom Brady in New England would have never ever ever done. Coach Belichick is the coach. He's right there in Boston. It was in New York. It's a short it's a short trip. He did not he says, go. I'm not going. No. Tom is in Tampa. Yep. Tom Tom should have got on the if he went. Skip. He should have went. Flown up there, flown back. I understand it. Hey, it's, Logistically, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm with you. It's just the appearance of it. It's yeah. to show your team, I'm with you guys. I'm going to be on that plane mm-hmm. flying to Pittsburgh, whatever. I don't know what yes. time it left. But the point was, he wasn't on the plane, and you don't think that just reverberates up and down the aisles? I know what Shannon Sharp would have said. He's well, not I, here. Skip, I think the thing is, a lot of that has to do with you. you, you you're great players. You let things slide especially when they're playing well. You know, when, when you win, Skip, winning masks a lot. There are a lot of issues that, 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 that go unresolved because you're winning. And then when you start to lose, they'll rear its head to the, you know, that's a lot that's going on in Denver with the Russell Wilson situation. Yep. You'll overlook a lot of things if you were winning. I but because it. he's not winning, you're like, well, this is the reason why, and this is the reason why. And that's kind of what's going on with Tom. Nobody would Skip, if they were 7-0, Nobody would have mentioned about the 11 days that he missed in training camp. No. Nobody would have mentioned about he flew to New York to go see his former owner's a wedding. 
Yep. Nobody would have cared about that. But when you lose, now we got the question, okay, Tom, I mean, I mean, t- really, knowing the Tom Brady that I know, I don't believe, I don't believe, now I could be wrong, but I don't believe in this 20 years if that situation would have arisen, I don't, I don't believe either. Tom Brady's going. I, I don't either, even though Bob Kraft is like a father to him, right? Right. Okay, so here's the quote that leaped out and caught my eye and my ear. He was talking on his podcast about he was doing treatment with Alex Guerrero, and he, he started talking about, and you can relate to this, he, he said, this sport that, that I've chosen is so hard to play. It, it, it challenges you in every area, physically, mentally, and emotionally. It does. I, I don't think any game challenges you in those three areas like your sport that you played because it's just so hard. Right. And it just keeps coming at you and coming at you, and everybody keeps getting a little better. And when you least expect it, Pittsburgh rises up and beats the Buccaneers, or Chicago demolishes the New England You Patriots. know why football is the toughest? Because when Aaron Judge is in the batter box, ain't nobody trying to knock his no, block off. No. Or when Kevin Durant is rising up for 13, for 18 to 27 feet, nobody's trying to knock his block off. That quarterback's dropping back to pass, and he's trying to do his job, yep. and somebody's trying to put their helmet up on his chin okay. or trying to put this helmet in his back. So his point was, this is where you get challenged. This is where you yeah. reach down and you find out what you're made of. So my last point to you is, I just detailed to you in that first year with the Suckineers, the Chicago game, the New Orleans game, the Rams game, he was pretty pathetic in those three games, and they went and won the Super Bowl as the fifth seed. That's why I'm not giving up on him, but it feels like it needs to start now. They're in a pretty easy di- division, oh, yeah, that's, but, that's, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm here to predict. I'm not going to predict the game just yet, but I'm here to say you're going to see what, whatever's left in the Buccaneers, you, you'll see it on Thursday night because this is desperate. Skip. I'll agree, I'll agree with you. They did lose those games, but I don't think there was a stretch of games. It was He played bad in those games, yep. but the games before those games, he played well. The games after those games, we've seen a stretch in which we've never seen Tom Brady play like this before. I think, and Skip, he's different now. He was 43 then. He's 45 now. Okay. This is a different team now. Well, also, this team isn't nearly as good as that team was because the cupboard was not bare. But see, that's what happened with players. What did they do, Skip? Let's bring everybody back. That's why a lot of a lot of GMs, a lot of coaches are like, nah, we, we gotta break this thing up. Because we're never gonna be the same, guys. Well, now they don't look the same <laughs> at all. <laughs> they don't. Whew. The sequels are never as good. Guys, one thing to keep in mind when predicting this game, Antoine Whitfield Jr., Pro Bowl defensive back, he suffered a concussion on Sunday versus Out. the Browns, and Todd Bowles says he is likely not gonna play on Thursday. That's a blow to Tampa's defense. 